This is episode 379, How to Change When You're Scared of Change with Tony. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I hope that you are having a beautiful December. This is always a lovely time of year. I love the holiday season. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite time of year. I just wish I lived somewhere where it was a little colder. Austin is funny. It can be 80 degrees one day and then 40 degrees the next, but we never can bank on a cold Christmas. There's been many years here when it was in the 80s on Christmas Day. Anyway, I'm just one of those kind of hallmarky people that loves white Christmases and, you know, sipping on hot chocolate by a fire and when it's 80 degrees, didn't really feel like doing that. Anyway, I think we all have our holiday traditions and favorites. And for a lot of us, the holidays can be a triggering time as well. They can put us in proximity with people that are button pushers. <laughs> if you missed my episode on boundaries on last week's Coach's Corner, make sure to listen to that. They can be triggering if we're lonely or if we've lost people or for a variety of reasons. So whatever the holiday season brings for you, I just want to remind you that one, it is a season, you know, and seasons come and they go and anything in our life, it typically is a season. And you've heard me say before, maybe that I don't love the expression time heals all wounds because it's not the thing that heals all wounds. Love and forgiveness and connecting dots and doing our work heals. And time does help. Time does help. If you think about a hard season of your life, when you have some distance from it and you're in a different season, you can look back and go, oof, that was hard. But now that I have some space from it, it's not as hard. So just remember, wherever you are, you won't be there forever. And that goes the other way too. Maybe you're just having the time of your life right now. Maybe you're in a great season. Savor every moment of it. Be grateful. Be present. Don't freak yourself out about when it's going to end or go into anxiety or any of those things. Just be grateful for the season you're in. All right. So today's episode has to do with change and This is something that comes up over and over and over again in the show. I've done all this work, but things aren't changing or I can't seem to change things. So if you relate to that, you're going to love this episode. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor, which is Organifi. And now that it is the holiday season, what's so great is that we're looking for cozy things, you know, cozy things that make us feel really yummy and amazing. And we're also looking for things that are going to help our overall health and well-being. And Organifi does both. I love the Organifi Gold, which is this delicious turmeric blend. And I also love all the healthy things like green juice and red juice that keep me healthy and keep me getting my nutrients that I just love and need. So as always, you can get your Organifi products at 20% off when you go to Organifi.com slash over it. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash over it. And use the promo code over it to get 20% off your order. Multiple orders, order anytime, not just your first order. Organifi.com slash over it. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, are you in a situation that you know needs to change, but you just are terrified of making that change? Have you done all the work, but still feel stuck? Do you relate to being a people pleaser and a caregiver 
and you feel great in the role of taking care of others, but no one's really taking care of you. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching episode with Tony. Tony, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I just want to say that I'm really grateful uh, for what you and Steph are doing, for Mm -hmm. what you've done for me and what you're doing for everyone. (laughs) Um, And I'm just really, really grateful. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for everything you've done. Oh, my pleasure. Um, My pleasure. (laughs) So what I'm looking for in talking to you is that I have a feeling of feeling really stuck. And truthfully, the more work that I do on myself, the more the self-love and the less compassionate I get, because I feel like I have these this vocabulary and I have this, this knowledge that I know better, you know, when you know better, you do better. And I don't feel like that that's been the case with me, meaning I participate, you know, I read the books. I think I've listened to every single one of your podcasts and hundreds of others. You know, I've, you know, been part of your amazing signature retreat and I've been able to move a lot of blocks and have big releases and really immerse these last probably three years but I don't see a shift in my own day to day, meaning I come back and I feel very much kind of alone and just be able to grasp a little bit of what I've learned, but not really make the major shifts. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I've been in a five-year relationship, you know, definitely in love with this person. And, but he tends to be more of an emotionally unavailable person from what I gather. And I don't know, but it seems like it's an issue-based relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an anxious. He's more of avoidant for sure. Mm-hmm. And he kind of keeps me at arm's length. That said, I know just like, you know, the sky is blue, that this is probably a relationship that's not going to go the distance. And instead of going inward, I see, you know, this is the exact traits of of my father, very similar personality. It just there's just some codependence there. And I see everything. And then I just go back to beating myself up about being stuck. Mm-hmm. And it's now been probably two years that I've that I've known it. So I just really wanted to reach out and talk mm-hmm. about it. Okay. And is it really true you haven't seen any shifts in your life at all? Not in the relationship. I have seen some personal shifts within myself, but Great. not in my relationship with him. So it's important to celebrate those and acknowledge those for sure. And if you haven't seen shifts in the relationship, that just means that there's something you're getting that on some level to you is more important than the change. So, and usually, usually, this is very subconscious, but usually it's an inner child wound that think that the, the inner child thinks is going to be healed through the relationship because the person reminds us of someone. That, that can be one of the reasons we stay. Or it can just be that we're so kind of paralyzed in our patterns that the predictability of the same feels safer than the unpredictability of doing something different. Does that make sense? Yeah. So which one of the two do you think it is? Or a combo of both? Um, I think it's probably a combo of both, but I think that having lacked any real stability in my childhood, the familiarity of the same. Mm-hmm. And he definitely has a lot of traits to my father. So probably both of those yeah. things. Yeah. So I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. Very human. 
very mm-hmm. common. Just because something's common doesn't make it any easier. And I think so many people that are listening right now are are so glad that you're saying this because I hear very often, oh my gosh, I've done all the work. I've done so much work. Why aren't these things changing? And it's frustrating because awareness isn't enough. <laughs> it really does require the commitment of the application and being willing to make some changes that can feel scary to parts of us. But again, when the inner child is is running the show a little bit, which it sounds like in your case, it sounds like this wounded part that hasn't fully grieved dad is staying in this because there's a part of her that's still hoping she can get dad from this person. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you want from your father that you never got? Uh, safety, security. He was an alcoholic. Both of my parents were alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say safety, security, stability, all of those things. They separated when I was eight. He was in and out of my life. And then we became very close when I was 18. And I took care of him until his passing from alcoholism in when I was 20, in my uh, late 20s. Okay. And what was it like when you were taking care of him? Well, I mean, I embraced it and took time from work and just, it was, there was a lot of love there for sure, because I got him to myself. And that was something that I hadn't really had experienced and really had an appreciation, you know, for our relationship, but I didn't have during my teen and younger years. We were very close when he passed and it was beautiful in that way. But, uh, yeah. So So can you see how there's a part of you that's like, oh, this will turn around too. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I just have to stick it out. It'll turn around. I'll get this too. And you only got your dad when he was dying and you had to take care of him. Yeah. So that's a big role in my relationship. Right. Currently. Caretaker. Yeah. 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 So a lot of times, Tony, this comes down to making a pretty powerful decision that can scare the pants out of us. But integration and true transformation only happens when we change behavior. It doesn't matter how much processing we do. It doesn't matter how much awareness we have. Those things are helpful. But true transformation, which is a process, it's not just awareness. It's not just processing. And it's not just behavior changes. I'm not an advocate of doing behavior changes without processing and awareness. But I'm also not one to say we can just sit in awareness and processing. It does require making the big changes. So I don't know if that's a change in how you show up in the relationship or a change as drastic as ending the relationship. But you're, you're and, and this makes sense to me because you didn't have a lot of safety and security growing up. So right now, awareness has become your safety and security. What other book can I read? What other workshop can I do? Who else can I talk to? What other processing can I do? Like that feels safe to you, but actually making the changes feels terrifying. So you've kind of stuck in this, you're stuck in awareness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And to use the metaphor of a caterpillar, you're you're really stuck in the cocoon. You've gone in saying, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to explore. I'm going to, you know, lift up the carpet and see what's there. I'm going to open all these boxes. I'm going to do the work. But you're like, oh, but I'm not so sure about becoming the butterfly. It's, it's kind of cozy in here. Now, even though your mind yeah. can go, but I'm not happy in my relationship and I want this. and da, 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 
the predictability, because you don't know what it's like to be a butterfly. So the predictability of the cocoon has become your safe haven. So what's coming up for you as I say that? It's really important to me to feel that cocoon safety and at all costs. So if I can give away everything, take care of everybody around me, feel wanted, needed, um, that people please are inside, like that's who I am in all of my relationships. You know, I still take care of my mom. There's just a lot of just different ways that shows up and I do it with him. And maybe, you know, I'm a cancer and I read about that sometimes. I'm like, wow, you know, I think that may, you know, also play into it, but Mm -hmm. it's just my role. That cocoon, that safety is Mm -hmm. a big, a big, um, and it it works obviously. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. Well, how does it work? (sighs) Well, I mean, um, in a surface way, um, it serves me. I guess it doesn't work. It's serving a purpose, I guess. It works in terms of keeping you from having to make big change. It works in the way of, of actually not having to have scary conversations with people, not having to ever disappoint people. It's, it's how you control. We all control in different ways. And when we've had an unsafe, unpredictable childhood, we want control so badly. And so people pleasing is how you control because you've heard me talk about it. People pleasing is selfish, not in a, I'm a terrible person. I'm selfish kind of way, but in a, Mm -hmm. you're really trying to protect yourself. And most people pleasers at some point in their life realize how much resentment they've built because their cup is really, really empty because they've been filling everybody else's. And so if you can start to see and acknowledge this people pleasing actually really isn't about now, I know you have a big heart and I know you love big and I'm not diminishing that, but love is not caretaking. Mm-hmm. P- love is not people pleasing. Love is not putting aside your own needs and wants and mental health <laughs> to appease others. So what it feels like is really up for you, Tony is you've got this beautiful big heart that really wants to love. And unfortunately, you haven't really experienced it yet. The only way you've gotten love is through taking care of other people. So they need you. Mm -hmm. And I want in this lifetime for you to experience true love. And I'm not just talking romantically, but true love that's reciprocal and that isn't built on pleasing where you can be yourself and where you're given to. And that's going to require some big, potentially scary changes. Otherwise you will stay in this place of control because it feels so familiar. Is this landing what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. So we often know the changes we need to make but don't necessarily want to make. What do you think you need to do for life to start looking a little differently for you? Just kind of listening to that inner voice about what's in my highest and best. And although it seems like, you know, I 
that's like learning, you know, a new language overnight, literally, but kind of listening to my intuition a little bit more about some self-love and not putting my eggs in the basket of, you know, the relationship, the container of love that, you know, I've been looking for a little bit. And seems really difficult to me and to conceptualize, I'm saying it to you, but um, that's where I, I think that stuck comes in. So specifically, what changes do you think you need to make? Specifically, leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on the macro, on the micro, I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You know, this is, this, you know, not only my Well, often of- macro changes are the big changes. But anyway, I interrupted you. Sorry. It's just unraveling. The whole thing seems really overwhelming. And when I get overwhelmed, I shut down. Um, so it's my partner of four plus years and um, my business partner as well. And, you know, I know it's all possible to, to unravel, but it, it seems uh, like a big, pretty big mountain. <sighs> I hear you. The business partner thing throws another wrench into it, but you, you like to put yourself in these situations that are difficult to get out of. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So back to your initial question of I'm doing all this work. Why aren't things changing? I think you know the answer. It's like you've, you've put all this money and time into refurbishing a car And you're like, how come I'm not enjoying it? Well, because you never go drive it. It just sits in the garage. (laughs) So you have all this awareness and you put all this out, these hours and money into your own growth, but you're not driving it. It's just sitting in your garage. I understand that leaving a relationship and a business relationship is difficult. But when I asked you what's the change, you didn't hesitate. You said leaving the relationship Hmm. because you know that it is just the pattern. And unless he's like saying to you, Hey, Tony, I'm willing a hundred percent to see and acknowledge that we both are playing out childhood patterns and wounding. And I'm hundred percent committed to working through my old childhood wounding and traumas and working on this relationship together and using it for growth and being committed. I'm all in, even if it's hard. Is he saying that to you? No. Right. And for somebody who values awareness and growth like you do, wouldn't it be great to be with someone who values the same? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm not going to come to your house (laughs) and check on you and be like, did you end the relationship? This is completely a hundred percent up to you, but you're asking for change, but you're not making the changes that need to happen. Like it's, it's, I'm using so many metaphors with you. I don't know why today, but it's like trying to quit drinking and going to a bar every day. You know, right. like you're trying to implement these changes, but you're, are you living with your boyfriend? Part of the time. Okay. But part of the time you're living with someone who puts you right back into the patterns. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let me ask you this. Are you willing to end the relationship? I'm willing to end the relationship. Physically leaving the relationship. Making that decision and putting it into action is the struggle that I have with myself every day and I beat myself up over every day. I am willing. I am willing. Okay. So what's stopping you? I just feel paralyzed. Well, that's a big word. And I don't know this 100% true. Is paralyzed the right word? No, just afraid. Okay. Probably just more afraid than paralyzed. Okay. So we can deal with that. So you're a little afraid. Anybody would be to leave a relationship. Can that be okay? Yeah. Can you stop using fear as a reason not to do something? Because if you're waiting to not be afraid to make big changes, again, you're in the cocoon. The car's in the garage. <laughs> you're at the bar. <laughs> I'm just going to call this the, the metaphor episode. Yeah. Again, I am not one to tell you what to do. I'm just reflecting back what I hear you saying you know you need to do and want to do on some level. For sure. Or you can stay in it. His health can start to deteriorate or something can happen and you can take care of him until he dies. And maybe on his deathbed, he'll be emotionally available. And that's the path that we're going down. There you go. So more of your life gets put into somebody else's. Mm -hmm. To me, that's more scary. Like having my life just pass on by because I'm pouring all my life force into another person. That's terrifying. Way more scary than leaving a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. When you put it that way. Yeah. Makes sense. So what are you feeling now? And just having you kind of read back to me what I've, I've said, it seems very clear and cut. It really does. And that, um, not making it this impossible task is really kind of what I want to focus on right now going forward um, about what's after this or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you can't see what's after this until you actually make the change. So who knows what will unfold. But right now, your frequency, your energy is all in an old pattern. And so nothing new is going to come in. Right. Oh, I can feel that energy wise, vibrationally. Like I absolutely can, can feel that. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I know this isn't easy. I understand that. I hear you. And I also hear, even though you're not necessarily saying it, I can hear the part of you that really, really wants to 
be free, to experience love, to feel what it feels like to be in a reciprocal relationship, to love people but not be a people pleaser. You can still love people but have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And with the feeling stuck, it's often the big changes. Not big changes in a reactive, emotional, I don't have any awareness, I haven't processed anything, I'm just reacting. Not those kind of big changes. Those are midlife crisis changes. But the big changes of, okay, I've, I've had all this awareness. I've spent my time in the cocoon. It is time to fly, even if I'm scared. Because the alternative is more scary. The alternative is I'm just stuck for the rest of my life. That's way scarier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I would encourage you get some support, whether it's coach or counselor, accountability partner, friend, get some support, get some accountability and go, okay, like I've done all this work. I've invested all this time and money. It is time to start implementing it. Or you just keep on doing what you're doing. I like the first option. Sounds like a much more viable plan. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Does this help a little bit? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It does. I hope so. It really does. I'm really grateful. Mm. You can do this. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. It sure is. Thank you so much. So first I want to acknowledge Tony alongside all of you who have done the work. You listen to this podcast, you've gone to workshops, you've gone to therapists and coaches and retreats and you've done the things. That's amazing. Please don't judge your progress just by external shifts. The external shifts are important, but often it takes some time. Often the season, back to season we're in, is the processing, is the awareness. And we have to work our way up to making that change. But eventually we do have to make change. Awareness isn't enough. I wish it was. Life would be so much easier if you could just connect dots and poof, things would change. If you could just connect the dots of, oh, it's difficult for me to make money because my family struggled with money my whole life. Or I really don't trust anyone because my mother was never really emotionally available for me. Or I seem to have issues with food because the only way I was taught to deal with my feelings was with eating. If we just could connect dots and poof, things would change. Well, I probably wouldn't have a job <laughs> or less of one. Like I said, I wish it was that easy. For things to change, we have to take action, often bold action. And that's what Tony's up to. She's in a situation where she's playing out her childhood stuff, like a lot of us do. And she's wondering why things aren't changing because it's familiar. She's scared to make the change. If you're waiting to not be scared to make a big change in your life, you're going to be sitting around waiting a really long time. All of the huge changes I have made in my life, I have been scared. I didn't just make the changes because one day I woke up and I'm like, oh, now I am ready. <laughs> Even with becoming a parent, I was terrified to get have a kid. And I never was like, oh, I am ready now. I'm crystal clear. I was just like, all right. Either I'm going to jump in this pool or I'm not. But sitting here dipping my toe in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, isn't getting me anywhere. So I either have to walk away from the pool 
or jump in. And that's where Tony is. That's where she's sitting. She either has to just be like, all right, I'm just going to accept this is my life or I'm going to make big change. Now, I'm never someone to tell someone what to do. I make suggestions, sometimes strong suggestions, but that always comes from what I'm feeling from them. And Tony said herself, you know, I, I think I need to leave my relationship. I know I need to leave my relationship because it is just familiar. And in order for her, and I use a gazillion metaphors in this episode, I won't repeat them, but in order for her to take all the work that she's done and truly start to integrate it, she's got to make big change. So that's my biggest takeaway from all of you. Like, where are you stuck? Because you aren't actually taking the car out of the garage. I just couldn't help it. (laughs) Where are you stuck? Because you aren't taking a step forward. There's times when we're stuck where like we just are paralyzed. We, We truly don't know what to do and we're really stuck and there doesn't seem to be options. And there's other times where we say we're stuck, we say we're paralyzed, but the truth is we're just scared. We know what we need to do, but we're just scared to do it. So perhaps this is something that's really hitting you today. And maybe you're waiting for a sign about a change you need to make, and perhaps this is it. In order for things to change, you have to make big changes. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. So much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.